All right, we are live, man. Official GYGB War Report show. The official recap of Errol Spence Jr. and Mikey Garcia that took place this past weekend live in Jerry's World. Uh, and we're going to cover that. Obviously, uh, going to be uh, joined by Arl Diggity in a minute. Uh, so, you know, that that's going to be obviously the topic at hand. Uh, we, you all know the result of the fight. You know, I'll, I'll wait until RLD gets on the line. Uh, as it relates to us just really breaking down um, what we saw and what lot, you know we kind of envisioned anyway happening with some added things that you know we'll we'll touch on. But uh, you know we're recording this uh, live Monday night and we're hearing uh, <laughs> uh, we're about to hear this announcement tomorrow. Uh, again, if you're catching this live Monday night, uh, we'll be posted Tuesday. But as I'm, we're recording this right now. Uh, we do not know Deontay Wilder's uh, destination, though a lot of us kind of know um, it's kind of a no-brainer at this point. He was at, at the fight this weekend. They interviewed him, and he was kind of tongue-in-cheek about where he was going. But uh, I don't, I don't want to make – I don't know. Uh, no, nobody I've talked to really knows, which is kind of – it's kind of been a kept secret. The only thing that's kind of out of the bag is that He's very likely not signing with the zone. And, and, you know, I made the point to ROD or will in train too in, uh, during the fight. Uh, at this point, it's a foregone conclusion. Why would he sign uh, to the zone if you were just on Fox kind of, and you're the flagship fighter of, you know, the PBC? So if, if I'm the, to make a prediction right now, and I guess let's <laughs> let me play Nostradamus for a second. Um, we're Monday night recording this. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But my guess is that he's probably going to be Fox's first flagship signing, you know, contracted fighter, which if that does become the case, you have the three. Well, I guess if you still want to consider, I mean, however you guys look at lineal status. Okay. Um, I personally think he's going to sign a Fox deal, uh, Deontay Wilder. But you're going to have him on Fox, Tyson Fury on ESPN, and Anthony Joshua on the zone. So that is a three-way divide. But I, I feel as if if that does become the situation, I'm really leaning towards that happening, it's going to happen inevitably be a collaborative effort and i think maybe that's why fox is getting into the play because they want to be invested in that you know what i'm saying i, I think whenever uh well i don't want to mention the other fight that could have mean a, a collaborative effort um the man time was saying from what i hear aj didn't sign with the zone long term he didn't but he's with matchroom and with eddie hearn it's that's a foregone conclusion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, I think inevitably, again, this is on the premise that Wilder signing with Fox, which I kind of think, obviously, you know, my man Tom is saying he is, I, I, I think he is at this point. It's going to have to be one of these Tyson, Lennox, Lewis deals, Mayweather, Pacquiao deals. Will it make as much money as Mayweather, Pacquiao? Absolutely not. But when we talk about the million dollar, you know, million million and a half pay-per-view range it could get to that point 
And, and I think maybe that's why Fox is trying to get into play. And the biggest thing was Wilder needed a date. And Showtime couldn't provide it without a pay-per-view, which is really starting to speak volumes of where Showtime is at right now in the whole boxing world. And Because, you know, you think about it, man. We're, we talk about ESPN, Fox, and um, and DAZN. Showtime's kind of like teeter-tottering um, out of the way. Uh, they kind of alluded to him going to Fox. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like they haven't made the announcement, but we all kind of see the writing on the wall, you know. And, fo again, Fox is a huge network. They're, they're linear TV still, you know. And, you know, this is the this is what we've been saying about Deontay Wilder, man. I mean, I'll, I'll get all of these, um, his two cents about it when he, get, when he comes on the line. But the United States has lacked a, a heavyweight, let alone one of the world champions that they can really push to the American audience, you know? And when you think about network TV, you know, Fox is one of the leading networks in sports, you know? So when they made this deal with the PBC and everything, I was like, wow, okay, well, this isn't Al buying the deal or buying the time, like they're investing. And I think at this, at this point, man, Fox is now trying to really – and, and, man, I wish I could go back to these shows, man, and tell y'all and, and rewind to further prove that Showtime, man, is slowly getting eked out of the boxing business, man. It's not going to happen overnight, but, you know, it, it, it's just – it's pretty apparent Fox is becoming a big player in the boxing world where, where you have now three, you know, power hitters in the in the sense with, again, ESPN, zone, and really Fox – Showtime, they can only put on pay-per-views. And right now, when you look at the grand scheme, uh, what is a pay-per-view that Showtime can put on that would generate a lot of money that Fox won't get in there and say, hey, like, we want that fight. I knew there was going to be an issue and money talks. And this is why you're slowly starting to see these PVC fighters go on to Fox. And now, I mean, we got to see the, the pay-per-view numbers from this weekend. Um, you know, we'll touch on that later. But I think Wilder Fury does – no, Wilder Joshua does happen. Not this year. But I feel as if neither has a lot of wiggle room, okay? Like, this isn't, this isn't Mayweather-Pacquiao. You know, they, these guys have, are going to fight sooner than later. Not this year. I think 2020 is going to be – their big date, and they got to figure out how the zone's gonna have to still put on a paper. And there is my man, our old diggity. Yo, you probably can't see me because I'm driving. So. Oh, 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 now, yo, oh, wow. <laughs> and that's and that's my. It is. We go ahead. You know, it's over here. We're up here is up north. Is it's about forty four degrees. And in, in my, let me see if you can see it. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, can you can you see the uh? Can you see? Hang on. Can you see the uh the car? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the odometer, 40, the, the 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 temp. Yeah, man, it's forty three degrees, man. It's icy. It's icy out here too. It says it's about oh, to yeah, ice yeah, up and all that stuff. <laughs> Yo, we, we we on location, man. ROD on location. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a, it's uh taxi cab chronicles. Yo, taxi cab confession. Shout out yeah. to you. Yo, <laughs> But now I'm gonna take I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my um 
I'm gonna take my camera off because I don't want to get pulled over. So I'm because I'll be yeah, looking no down. Doubt, the phone. Man, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah, man. So you know, we're obviously gonna get to the topic at hand um in a minute as it relates to the fight this weekend. But you know, as we're recording this live, you know, um, we're gonna find out tomorrow uh Deontay Wilder's destination as it relates to his um what seems to be a long-term deal. Uh, they kind of hinted at it on, you know, last night, you know, well, over the weekend, but, you know, it, it's very likely at this point he's going to be like Fox's flagship fighter from just kind of everything that's being thrown at us. So, I mean, I guess, give me your opinion of, on, you know, we have like a three-way dance now as it relates to, we got three heavyweights that potentially could be on three different networks. So, I... Let me ask you this. What out of all those three fights, what do you think is the most realistic of happening in the case where there has to be a collaborative effort? Like be it the Fury's on ESPN, Joshua's on uh, on uh, the zone, and then let's just say Wilder, for argument's sake, you know, without us finding out the news tomorrow, he's signed with Fox. Don't you so, think like the approach? Well, go ahead, go ahead. Like, what? what no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't. Don't I think what? I'm just thinking like at that point, if you're if there's going to be a collaborative effort, wouldn't it make sense for them to just do the Wilder Joshua fight in the realm of what they did with the Tyson Lennox Lewis fight? Because it's like at that point, that's what it would have to be, right? Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, man. Like maybe we can start clashing networks, man, because. It's getting to the point, man, where it's like freaking the, the Omegas versus the Kappas, man. It's like a fraternity. It's like school days. And it's really starting to become one life to live as it relates to boxing, you know, um, where it seems like a lot of these fights, you know, where you had, um, I forget, Bob Aram had mentioned something in the past. Like when, when he was with Don King, against Don King, he never had trouble making fights. You know, you go through the past you had oscar and trinidad they never had trouble making that fight you know i forget who else he had but they never had trouble making fights together and now you have networks you know you didn't have trouble making that that floyd and pacquiao fight obviously they had to brew a little bit and they didn't have any trouble making tyson and and lewis and i'm thinking man it should be the same way with deontay wilder like regardless of where he signs these fights still need to happen because at this point in time, he's going to be fighting, you know, against JV competition, you know, quote unquote, being at a varsity level and all the varsity kids that's in the other school are going to be playing against JV competition as well. I think that all the varsity players, regardless of what side of the street they're on, those fights need to happen, man. And just like they're getting creative with, you know, the zone and, and like little links to watch the fights, they need to get really creative on how to make these fights happen. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think at a point there's going to there's going to have to be a collaborative effort for these fights to be made because when the demand is there, and obviously Wilder Joshua is a fight that is is starting to really bubble, you know, and. The, the, the heavyweight division, again, isn't riddled with talent per se. Again, it's like 1A, 1B, and everybody else, you know, for, for the most part. But I, I, I think at this point, depending on the news we find out tomorrow, which I, I, I kind of already have an idea of what we're going to find out, it is going to have to be a big event. And the point I was making before you got online, man, is I think Fox, 
is really starting to make a big play in relation to the boxing world, man. Because, I mean, we're already coming up this pay-per-view that they did. And that I'm, I'm hearing 50,000 people. But um, I think they want to invest into the potential of what could be this era's big heavyweight unification matchup. You know, whatever it ends up becoming. But we're still the, – the, the thing is, is we're still – a while away and, and i'll say that that fight wilder joshua will not happen in in 2019 2020 is wilder fury gonna here you that, go see, is wilder fury I, gonna happen i don't know like i like i i feel like with fury maybe they'll it's a situation now like all right is bob gonna be now working with al Heyman to make that fight or will Al Heyman work with the zone to make what is the more lucrative and the bigger fight? You know, and, and, and look, they've already met with the zone, you know, it, it, like in reality, you know, the Al Heyman, Shelly Finkel, uh, Skip Johnson, like the, all the parties involved met. So at the very, very least, there's a dialogue there. I don't think there's any animosity if he turns down the deal, but. On, on like the like I guess the the positive side of it is that there is that potential of business uh happening between those two parties with with Tyson Fury and with Bob Arum it's you 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 and I know like <laughs> that's going to be a difficult uh you know a difficult fight to uh you know negotiate and you know you know how Bob is but if if you're Wilder and you're given the option which fight would you take right now you know, like, if given the option of Joshua or, or, or Fury, like, I'm feeling like they'll take the Joshua fight. It's just the bigger fight. It won't happen next. But I don't think he's going to fight Fury in a rematch and then go fight Joshua. Like, I think at this point, like, that fight's probably not going to happen. You know, it's oh, interesting, though. It's funny. The other, the other thing, too, is is that um, I don't think – I know you're going to – I think the public wants to see Joshua – just like the public wants to see Crawford and Spence, but I don't think you can go wrong with fighting Fury again. Like, as long as you don't fight Dominic Brazil, like, as long as you don't fight Dominic Brazil, like, that's where you can go wrong. That's happening, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think the announcement tomorrow is they're going to announce maybe, like, he signs with Fox and and, and the, the fight with Brazil is going to be on Fox 3 instead of with Showtime could only offer was to for it to be on pay-per-view so that's we're getting that fight i mean i think that that's a foregone conclusion okay so after that is the question you know do they go approach bob for a fury fight do they they, they try to do that or does like tyson fury or you know does he have plans already you know apparently like they announced uh he's i forgot who he's fighting like it's i don't even know who the guy is um and it might be on the ESPN Plus app. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, see what I'm saying? Like, if they can find creative ways to do this stuff, man, like show fights, I really believe that these are some smart people. We can find creative ways to make these fights happen. You know, what's yeah. the use of what's the use of watching the zone on this app, 999 every month, but you're not seeing the fights that you want? All right, I'll give you an example. You know how everybody's enamored by Netflix? Right. Half the time, there's be stuff in there you don't even want to watch. 
Oh, there's like 80% of it. <laughs> right. So that's what the zone is actually becoming. If you think about it, like if we don't get the fights that we want, it's going to become literally the boxing version of Netflix. Well, yeah, man. I mean, look, it's it's kind of like, I mean, I, I've said this so many times. Man, this is like, for, for the pro wrestling heads out there, man, this is like back in the 80s and the 90s when it wasn't just Vince McMahon and the WWE. Like you had different territories and factions that if you wanted to watch a particular wrestler that was in a certain territory, like you watched that. And then at five o'clock, it was another territory. And then like on Sunday, it'll be here. That's how boxing in, in, in kind of like, if you really step back, that's kind of how it is, you know? And anytime they get together, it's a super fight, right? Like it, it, it's, it's like, they actually used to have this thing called the super clash where two federations came together and they put their town together. But then, you know, it got all convoluted and everything. But so it's, that's kind of how it is now, man. Like, you got everybody, like, in where they fit in, but certain fighters don't benefit from being in certain, you know, factions where others do, you know, depending on the weight class. So I just think Wilder, as far as Wilder and Josh was concerned, that will be big enough for they, where they can get together. And, and the thing with the zone, I don't know how they're going to work it out as it relates to the subscribers. I, I'm a subscriber. I pay $9.99 a month. And do they do it where if, you, or if you're a subscriber, like you get to watch the fight and if you want to order it on pay-per-view, you got to pay this. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. See, it's, it's, it's tricky, man. I mean, we don't, we don't know yet. You know, I mean, this is something that they, they it's probably going to take a little while to figure out. And it's funny, the zone, I forgot who mentioned it. They made a mention about pay-per-view. And you notice, remember that that ad that they had with Michael Buffer where he was, you know, oh, the pay-per-view screwed. You yeah. notice how they brought that, they took that back. The reason they took they that did. back, because they I think they know there's going to be a point where there is going to be a, a, a point of pay-per-view. And and look, between the whole crew, man. We don't not pay-per-view in the sense of it being a worthy fight. Like, look, um, whether it, 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 it's Wilder Joshua, that is a pay-per-view worthy fight. If they if they put $70 down for that, like, you can't argue that. It's worth the, the price of admission. A, a Wilder and Brazil, nah, man. You know what I mean? So you, you got to just be – you got to choose wisely, you know, and I think the zone – not that they'll be forced, but I mean, I think they they are going to have to kind of work and, and cross that bridge and offer some type of pay per view option for people who don't have the. I mean, I don't know, man. It's like I don't work for Tuto, so I mean, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but eventually they're gonna have to come down that that bridge, you know, to make that fight happen. So that's pretty much it, man. Like uh, my man here saying. Uh, they're reporting 47,000 people at the fight this weekend. That's kind of crazy, man. I mean, to segue into the into the fight, you know, I, I'll, let, I'll let you start, man. So, <laughs> um, I mean, we'll talk about the main event. I mean, I will on, you know, the one particular undercard there, one fighter that, you know, we're going to – I mean, we know about, but – it's gonna be, uh, you know what, man? Let's start. Let's start. Let's start with with David Benavidez, man. Because I mean, that was one guy we were talking about this weekend. Is it related? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's funny, man, because you know we we heard you know grumblings of him, you know, possibly fighting Caleb Plant. You saw the whole thing with in the gym, they arguing and all that other stuff, man. Oh, of course, and, that's right. Yeah, 
right? And like, you know, everybody's like, oh crap, this this is a fight that needs to happen. And then, you know, he has a setback. And, you know, we also saw like glimpse where uh, Benavidez, the younger brother, albeit, he threw, and he has an interesting story, guys, if you want to, like, look it up, man. The kid, you know, used boxing as a way to lose weight. And um, he was very overweight and obese, and he um, really got into shape as he was younger. I'm sure you, you know that story, Roberto. Yeah. Um, but what <laughs> happened is what everybody knows him for, he became kind of like a social media legend because he had, like, one of the best combination knockouts, like, last year. Remember that? It was, like, an eight-punch combination knockout? Yeah. And his hands were, like, super-duper, like, like Dragon Ball Z Street Fighter <laughs> fans, you know? And everybody's like, oh, my goodness. So, like, they made memes out of it and everything. And then, you know, obviously he loses his belt because he has a setback, you know, for, uh, you know, substance abuse. And, um, you know, people kind of forget about him. And now he fights, you know, who's, I mean... I like him, but he's starting to become a, a, a gatekeeper. And Jay Leon, Jay Leon, um, love, love. You, you know, I mean, here was a guy, man. Like, I think, you know, he, I think, think he, he could honestly retire, man. Yeah, you know, he was just, you know, he's starting to slur a little bit, and you know, the the pre fights looked good, it sounded good, but the crazy part about all this was as we were looking at it, we just saw that the the, the talent was so different. You know, we saw the town was different. Number one, what you realize is, is freaking Benavidez is physically imposing at that level. He's a big super middleweight, man. He really is, man. Number two, what you realize is that <clears throat> he ain't your, like he got some he got a skill set with him. Yep. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. He got a nice little jab, he got some angles, and he got some super duper fast hands. Like seriously. Yeah. Like that. Like, let's just fast forward to the second round. That combination he put Jay Leon Love with out on his feet was fast. Yeah. That was a super fast combination, man. And the punch he hurt him with was a sneaky, accurate punch. It wasn't no wild punch. Man, he could fight, man. And he's, he's good, man. He is good. And he's going to be, man, I'm going to tell you right now. Well, because you, you know he's fighting next. Who is he fighting next? <laughs> Darrell. Okay, well, let's let's fast forward that. So, <laughs> I I'm gonna be honest with you. I w I would pay to see him and Caleb Plant fight today. That's the inevitable fight, man. That's I want to see that, man. Like, if you told me, if you told me, ride or die, you got to save, you know, a couple of dollars, a couple couple dollars from your paycheck to watch that fight. I would definitely watch it. Like I would go there if that was a main event to watch that fight. So I was very impressed with what he did. I feel bad for Jay Leon Love, man, because I feel like he's he was just destined for something good, man. And now he's just like a gatekeeper, man. You can see you, the look, the look on Foy's face explained every like his whole career to me. Yeah, man. That that's I that's actually that's kind of a good way to put it, man. That's yeah. It he, was like if you if you saw how Floyd looked in the stands at that knockout. That's just how I feel. That's like my inside face and my inside voice for Jay Leon Love's career. Like just, I just thought he was just destined for just better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's why I said, man. I, I honestly think 
be it Floyd. I mean, look, and Floyd's somebody that has been very adamant about, you know, making sure you take care of yourself and what have you. And look, Jaylen Love in the last several fights, he's, he's, he's taking some punishment, man. Like, I mean, not every single fight, but at, at this age, man, you know, so I'm wondering if Floyd has had a talk with him or anybody, man, because I I personally feel, man, like he should consider retiring, man. Because, I mean, you can't – you're not going to beat the upper echelon. And, like, I think even the top 10, top, like, eight is, is going to be a problem for him, man. So, it, it, at this point, it's – you know, you, you come to an end, man. I think we might have we might have seen it Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it really is, man. I mean, what – What's his recourse from you know of action after this, man? I mean, I don't know. Right? What do you do? Like, what I do mean, you do? yeah, and I really believe, man. I forget what fight he lost. He remember he got knocked out like the, was the second or sixth round. I forget what it, what fight it was. Yeah, I, I I gotta look at. I know who you're talking. I forgot who he fought, but yeah, yeah, it was just it was yeah. I don't know, man. But anyway, man, like I was happy with that fight. You know, shout out to Jay Leon Love too because you know he's a you know, he's about to be a, uh, you know, a father, you know, soon. And, you know, obviously, right. you know, that was one of the things that, you know, you never know why fighters do the things they do, man. And, um, you know, we're always in their lives. You know, we look at their checks. We see how much they're paying. We're in their pockets as fans. But, like, you know, we look at Jay Leon Love and, you know, I look at him and I really just feel bad, man, because he's kind of, I don't know if you noticed, he kind of slurring a little bit. Did you notice that? Yeah, you know what's funny, man? I'm looking at his record. I forget. He's only had, like, two losses, but it's, like, I, I don't think it – like, he had a couple of draws and, like, some fights he kind of squeaked out. The fight you were talking about was Rogelio Medina. I, I remember Medina, that fight. Medina, that's exactly yeah, what it was because I was – I'll never forget. I was shocked. I was literally – my jaw was on the ground. You know, yeah. and then even he got – he was beating Rosado, shout out to Philly, and he dropped him. And, yeah. you know, with the, with the and I'm just saying, let me say this. Gabe is like there's some fights, man, that Gabe should have really won that he got. He what, got about, what about Gabe the other night, man? He looked the, great. Well, I mean, he was getting out boxed, but that last that eleventh round where he he, he drops Selecki, he comes back to you know drops him again. I mean, he survived. I mean, the, you know, Selecki held on to the win, but man, it's just he has like. I don't know, man. You can't question Gabe's heart, man. Like, it, it, it's just you thought the fight was over, and I'm, like, kind of checking out, and he just lands his little sneaky right hand. But say, like, you never know, man. You don't. And you know what's crazy about it is the other thing you realize is that with, with Gabe, Gabe came in with less of the hype when it came to Jaylion Love, right? So Jaylion yeah. Love was basically supposed to walk through Gabe. And Gabe gave him work. You know, like I said, Gabe to me, the Gabe to me, hang on for a second. Gabe is the he is the Philly version of Glenn Johnson to me. Like, there's a lot of the Glenn. Yeah. There's a lot of losses he had that could have been wins. Word. You know, you know, so I'm not taking him lightly, but I should have we should have known. The point is we should have known at that point that Jay Leon Love was going to have problems when he fought those those upper echelon fighters, man. And and it's a shame because here's a guy, man, literally, he was, I'm telling you, he was literally supposed to be destined for stardom. I'm telling you. I remember, man. And you know that, you know, the thing is, is that you forget how long he's been fighting. 
you know like it, it's 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 kind of like um you know you we we've seen him you know come up and everything and and, and it's like you like to your point like you you thought he was gonna be one of these fighters and then it's like he just ran into these fights where um and i think the game fight was the first one where we were like damn i don't know and then he, he tested positive for something i forgot what it was remember he it, it something came up in the fight where he tested positive for something and he turned into a no contest so then after that like he just you know he went on like Lawan, you know, Simone, and like he he fought guys that were like kind of served up, and then the Medina fight was like, damn man, you know, and, and from that point he never fought like top top level dudes, and then he fought Peter Quillen and he lost, and then he lost. Yeah, and that's right. He and and you and, and I don't be honest too. Like I, did we really think? I mean, do we really think highly of Peter Quillen? Like honestly, I mean. Yes, and he's another one. That fun. Well, that's actually prior to the prior to. Uh, I mean, he fought. He fought um, Jaylen on Love last year, but prior to that, he hadn't fought in the minute. Remember, because he lost to to, uh, to Danny. Remember, he he got, he lost to he got, Danny. He got dropped. He got dropped in like thirty seconds. Yeah, right, right, right. So I don't know, man. Like I, I think it, it's like I, I think with Jaylen on Love, man. I don't think he's gonna retire, but like I, I just don't know where he fits. Like, I don't know where he fits in the equation. When you look at like, like who who who's there? Like, um, who, who's your man? Who's your man in uh, in England? Uh, Eubank. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Stop, man! Stop. Yo, did you did you see that? <laughs> He should have been that. He should shout with, with, with shout out to Eubank Senior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With 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 that thing he did, that little like that little, little thing he was doing. Yeah, he should have been like on Kanye's like you know that Kanye joke, like those those church Sundays that Kanye be doing. He should have been with on that with that. Yeah, and the one thing about his dad, he get those like those Steve Harvey like King of Comedy suits. They got like twelve buttons down the middle. You're like, yo, come on, old head. Like, what you doing to me, man? He dancing. We are the world. He dancing. Like that meme I sent you, that, 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 that IG meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he dancing to We Are the World, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yo, man, we're bugging out here tonight. <laughs> so, so, yo, man, let, let, let's get to the main event, man. I mean, we're, we're you know, boxing world still kind of talking about it. Um, look, uh, we, when, when this fight was announced, and obviously, Errol Spence Jr., Mikey Garcia. We were kind. We were surprised, man. Um, we we were just like shocked, surprised. Why? You're like okay, and then they announced it for pay per view. We're like, oh wow, all right. Then reality kind of set in, you know. And ultimately, we would get to the fight, and all of us in the crew, we all. Errol Spence Jr. and I think all of us picked him by knockout, right? Yep. Um, that didn't with, happen. With the, with, with the caveat that Mikey would have his moments, but keep going. Right. Exactly. All of us thought. Uh, I myself thought this was going to be a mirror of Kelbrook Triple G, where Mikey Garcia would have moments where you're like, wow. There, there's kinks in the armor, or there's a little exposition. 
that didn't happen Saturday night. <laughs> and I'll and I'll you know I'll, I'll give my piece real quick and I'll throw it to ROD. But what we saw Saturday night, obviously, look, I mean, all of us in the crew, we all are of the belief of weight classes. Okay, is that to say that fighters have not gone up in weight and beaten guys at that weight? Absolutely not. And we can give examples. But like my man says, um, not. You know, not every situation is exactly identical to the other. And it's there's a concession for every situation. And what a lot of us thought going into this is we knew, number one, Mikey Garcia was a hell of a boxer, okay? Um, very skilled, very experienced, very good in different in different facets, like like the different facets to his game, like you, you could say he's very good in every one, right? Errol Spence, very big welterweight, can likely campaign a junior middleweight. Southpaw, likely the hardest puncher in the division, and at this point has disposed of the majority of his of the guys that he's fought. And the irony was both guys were the toughest, well, let's just say on paper, the biggest fight for each fighter for different reasons. But while a lot of us thought that Mikey would have these moments and things as such, this was however you want, however you scored it, okay? <laughs> I gave Mikey Garcia one round in this fight. And me saying that, that is me being very generous. But regardless of the fact, this was a complete domination, not only on the power, not only on uh, just being the bigger, you know, the, the bigger fighter, but this was a boxing clinic. Granted, against a lightweight who campaigned a bit at 140. But when you when you look at somebody that, most of the time, if not all the time, has an answer, meaning Mikey Garcia, as it relates to his skill set, what he can do, what we've seen him do. That did not show up at all Saturday night, and a lot of it had to do with what Errol Spence Jr. was doing. Again, a jab, making Mikey Garcia apprehensive to come in. Um, this, this went pretty much, for the most part, how we Fought in 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 the sense of Errol Spence just being the dominant fighter. None of us thought this would go twelve rounds. Um, I'll, I'll get to like another point I want to make, and I, you know I'll pass it to Rod. But the, Mikey Garcia got dominated thoroughly by again the bigger welterweight. But um, nobody should be surprised at, at the outcome as it relates to the winner of the fight. But ROD, man, just give me your take as it relates to, you know, Saturday night. Well, I think that Saturday night went exactly how we thought it was going to go. And that was basically what Train always says, how there's weight classes for a reason. Now, we put up a post just so you guys know to be kind of fair and biased. And we don't put predictions in posts for the most part. I mean, Train, man, but really it's just a post to – really alert people as to like, you know, hey, the fight is coming and this is what's happening. And basically, you know, 
we're going to be in a situation where we're going to have a great outcome. And what we saw was that we saw that Mikey, for the most part, you know, it was it was a it was a it was a travesty. And I'm gonna tell you why it was a travesty. It was a travesty because two things happened. Number one, it was a travesty because you have these you have this love triangle that we talk about with Ugis, Porter, Danny, and Thurman. And Spence can't even get a fight with those varsity players we talked about. They play for the same team. They he can't even get a fight with those guys. So Mikey has to move up two weight classes and accomplish something that like was hard for like Oscar De La Hoya. It was hard for even Michael Spinks. You know, Michael Spinks did it, it was hard for him. I mean, you you just rarely see it happen, man. You see it happen when people do it against not the sharks of the division. Right. But Mikey did it against the shark of the division and another pound for pound person. Right. So it wasn't like Roy Jones moved up and fought John Ruiz to go grab a belt. Right. Roy, it, it's almost the equivalent of Roy Jones moving up to fight Lennox Lewis in his yep. prime. And I made, yep, yep. So now you got a situation. We're not even talking about Mike Tyson. We're talking about Lennox Lewis in his prime. So right. now you got to, because let me tell you something. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones is taller than Mike Tyson. People don't know that. So now you got a situation where, you know, and Granted, that height may be exaggerated, six five to Lennox to um, Roy Jones five eleven six foot. But the problem is when Roy Jones moved up, they had to put quarters in his pocket to make him naturally yeah, right. bigger than what he was. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, long story short, man. <clears throat> the second travesty is what Roberto talked about. So that was the first travesty that you know basically. These guys not want to fight Spence. And this is why we got the Mikey. But the second travesty, which was even more disturbing, is, and Roberto said this before the fight, and he said it after the fight. There's a piece of Mikey that's been left, that's been left in that ring on Saturday night. Not yet, that's what I want to get and, to. And I'll let Roberto get into that after I finish telling you my, my synopsis on the fight. But those are the two travesties. So it wasn't like it was surprising to anybody that, Mikey got thoroughly dominated because that's what should happen when you when a good big man fights a good little man, the good big man should win. If a good little man fights a okay big man, I'm hoping that the good little man wins. Now, he dared to be great, he lost it. Listen. Third travesty is that although there's a piece of Mikey in that ring, Mikey still comes out the winner. Earl actually comes out respected, but the the pundits are like, listen, you're supposed to do that. Like, this guy's smaller than you. Like, if you can't find anybody to fight, you need to move up. So this is what we're kind of, like, faced with right now. You know, that, like, he's not going to move up. He's going to continue to be avoided by the top players, and he's just going to find people. The only person that really wants to fight him, that's just going to fight him, was Mikey and Crawford. They're only two. You can look at Pacquiao's body language. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Yeah, you look at Porter. Porter's like WWF. He's like, you know. Shout out to, okay. shout out, shout out to the outfit. <laughs> yeah, 
and the, and the third thing is, you got a situation. Yeah, that outfit was re- ridiculous. <laughs> and the third, I mean, him. Listen, we just said it. I'm convinced that Tim Bradley and Sean Porter are the same person. <laughs> doppelgangers. They, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, they doppelgangers. Thank you. They, they, they wear the same ties. They wear their, they wear their clothes the same way. Like they fight the same way. They use their, they, they're just, they both love football. Like that's, they're better to say. Anyway, I, I digress. But the other thing is, is that, so, you know, Thurman, Danny, Danny just wants, Danny doesn't want to fight him. Uh, Porter basically looks like he's like making posts about these guys being friends. And Thurman, and I'm saying this, Thurman. Yeah, go ahead. And Thurman probably got injured watching the fight. He probably hurt his elbow watching the fight on Saturday. So go ahead. So so he just got thoroughly dominated. And to your point, he only won one round. That was the second round. Other than that, man, he didn't win a round. And he was apprehensive. Homeboy looked like every time he was throwing a punch, he was just like, you know what? I don't know what to do. He couldn't reset properly because he was getting countered. And it wasn't like Earl was doing anything different other than hitting him with, like, threes and fours and fives. And then, like, like instead of hitting him with three, fours, and fives to the face, he was hitting him with, like, three, fours, and fives to the body. I'm like, dang. Yeah, man. And, and to those people that said – somebody said to me, I think – one of the and it was a post that Tim Bradley wrote. He said, I don't even remember Mikey getting Mikey landing a punch. And I'm like, yo, he landed a couple punches. Let's keep it a bean. Like, yeah, you know, you go get Earl Eye. Like, he, he Earl got touched. Like, Earl will tell you he don't move his head that much, but Earl just thoroughly dominated him, man, by just using what a big man should do against a little man a jab, yeah. angles, yeah. making him reset. And getting into a situation, and getting into a situation where basically, getting a situation where basically, you know, he had to he had to really try to figure out. And you know what, train called it right. There was going to be an issue where Robert Garcia had to decide if he was going to be the brother or be the coach. He said that early on. Yep. Yep. And shout out to train for saying that, man. So two yep. things happened. Two things happened that you guys said. Number one, we all agreed that the fight was going to be a mismatch. But number two. You said about the pieces being left to Mikey. Number three, Train said that, you know, there was going to be a time where a pivotal moment where he had to decide if he's going to be brother or coach. Now, again, I'm still disappointed, man. I'm still disappointed in how that fight happened. Um, it should have never happened. It was good. When you talk about the 87,000 or 47,000. But it was bad, man, because it's like, you know, what does this, what did this, what did we find out on Saturday that we didn't already know? That's why, that's why people fight. What did we find out Saturday that we already didn't know? Yeah, I mean, I think they, look, I mean, credit to Fox, I guess, on their first review. I mean, I guess we'll see the numbers, but I mean, they did a good job of like promoting the fight in a manner that kind of made people lose sight of the fact this was a welterweight versus a lightweight. Granted, both very good fighters, but, you know, we've 
you and I trained docs, all of us, man. We've been watching boxing for the better part of 30, 35, some odd years, man. I'm not giving our age away, but whatever. But we have seen time and time again what happens when smaller guys go up and wait against other good fighters. It tends to almost always, with the exception of very, very, very few instances, does it ever play out in the favor of the smaller guy, man. So that's why we're not surprised here. But again, to the point I want to make as it relates to Mikey, um, uh, I feel, man, like, well, you know, again, if people are giving more like a moral pat on the back to uh, to Mikey. And, 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 I'm, and I'm glad Andre Ward mentioned this, man. They were interviewing him, you know, that, the, that this is kind of a moral victory for Mikey. He said, yo, there's no moral victories in boxing. Like, you got in there and took a beating, man. Like, that's not a victory. You uh -huh. know? And, uh -huh. and the thing is, while Mikey didn't get dropped, I think there was, a, there was an instance where it looked like he was hurt and he was evading. But what, what people got to realize, man, is just because you don't get knocked down or knocked out, sometimes getting knocked out is better than not, – not saying that that's, you know, good at all either. But if somebody that, that gets dropped or, or, like, let's say knocked out, like, in the second round or the third round, and you look at something like that, okay – and you look at what happened Saturday night where Mikey took 12 rounds of thorough, hard-hitting, welterweight, quasi-junior middleweight punches. And this wasn't just like here and there, here and there. Errol Spence threw what? Over like a thousand some odd punches and landed what? 436? That I think 200 some odd were to the body? Um... The thing with the thing with Mikey, I don't know. To, you know, we, me and Train were saying, you know, when he, you know, when he had, he had hit us earlier. I don't know how much of Mikey was left in that ring that night, man, because I, it's clear that he doesn't belong at welterweight. I think we've all established that, but I don't think at one thirty-five. I don't think he can make one thirty-five anymore. I mean, to go up and then back down and wait is gonna. He, I don't think he's going to be able to make it like that good. And then at 140, it's what's like a big fight at 140. So you start to think, man, like, was this Mikey's just taking the plunge? I mean, we didn't really, I mean, we're not going to really talk about dude's pockets in here as far as like what the purses was and things and such, but was this a borderline cash out, at, at least in, re in relation to it being a big fight? Because I just can't see him and Lomachenko fighting. You know, like, they, they, I mean, Loma's talked about it, but how's Mikey going to get, is Mikey going to make 135 good, you know? Um, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what Mikey's future looks like. I, I, I don't think he's going to retire. I mean, I, that's crazy, but I don't know what kind of Mikey Garcia we're going to have. I don't think he's going to get in there with any punchers anytime soon, um, at least the first fight or two, but... I don't know what 140 is looking like. It's starting to develop a bit. I just don't know if he's going to be involved there, being that most of those guys are, I think, tied to Bob. So I don't know, man. It's It kind of sounded like – I don't know if you got the hint that um, Mikey kind of sounded like he was taking a bit of a vacation <laughs> after Saturday. And honestly, man, I would heavily advise that, man. Um, he, took, he took a beating Saturday night, man. 
Yeah, he took a beating. And you know what's crazy because <clears throat> I like what you said. There is no moral victories, man. There, there is none, man. And it's just I'm so frustrated at our welterweights, man, that like, you know, when Cotto took the beating against Margarito, it was kind of different to me. And I'm going to tell you why. Like, Cotto was just on a collision course. He was just running through the division. And to be honest, before he got stopped by Margarito, he was actually winning the fight. Like, he was beating the bull crap out of Margarito. Let's keep it a bean. Mm -hmm. So, like, I felt bad for Cotto towards the end. I felt bad for Mikey after round two. Like, I really did, man. It got to the point where it was just like... It got to the point, <clears throat> excuse me, where it's just like watching like a relative get beat up. And you're like, dang, man, like what? I mean, I, I le legitimately for me and my man, and shout out to my man Craig, who's, you know, he was watching the fight with me, man. Like we were sitting there and I'm, I'm I, I think it was round nine or 10. Like I got up, man, and I said, yo, like they need to stop this fight. And I was being very legitimate. And then that's when, when Mike went to the corner. He's like, no, no, I'm good. You know, I mean, because those other two rounds, man, he took some hard punches, man. He took some very hard punches, and it's just... Now, they, now they did say, he, you know, some of those punches, I will say, looked like they were partially blocked. They were. I mean, yeah, they were, but even the ones that, I mean, were clearly landing for the, the, you know, good part of the night, man. I mean, those weren't punches he would feel even from, like, well... Anybody he would have fought at welterweight or below. So, it, it, again, to the point of, let's say he goes up and fights, again, like I, whether it's Andre Berto or, or, or um, I don't know, like like Danny or something. Like, I would give him Mike. I would I would have given Mikey legitimate chances to beat those guys because they're not as big or as big of punchers or as good of boxers. As Spence is. So it's like he went, to your point originally, he went on that, like, you remember, you know, those ski slopes when they got that, they got the, you know, <laughs> and you go all the way up. He bypassed everybody, man, like everybody. And he went to the top of the mountain as it relates to the danger that any of the other guys he fought possessed, you know? So... It, that's what I'm saying. Like, none of us should be surprised here, man. I, I For me, we like Mikey, man. Like, we, we all like Mikey. And, and and truthfully, man, I would have much rather seen him in Lomachenko. And when I ask every every single hardcore fan I've, I've spoken to, I pose this question. I go, given the choice, what fight would you rather see? This, you know, him and Spence or him and Loma? Everybody said Lomachenko, man. And then, look, we could talk about the business and, and things as such, but even Robert, his trainer, was trying to push for the Lomachenko fight, man. Like, we can go back. There's videos of him talking about it, saying that he's spoken to Bob, that they want to do it. So, in hindsight, man, Mikey dared to be great. Now we don't know what Mikey we're going to get. As we're with the Lomachenko fight, even in a loss, man, I think – we would have been treated to like one of the great fights in the last several years because of the skill factor that is way more evenly matched, man. And it's just unfortunate that's going to be a fight we'll very likely we'll never see. Yeah, man. It, 
No, it's it's just crazy, man. It's just it's just. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know what happened. I thought I had you on me, but yeah, it's just it, it's just at this point in time, man. There's a portion of low. There's a portion. All right. How hard is this going in in the, in a in a sentence? How hard is this Gomo fight going to be coming up? Because this is going to determine the part B portion of my question. How far? How hard is this Gomo fight going to be? Tango's fighting right now. Exactly. He's fighting Anthony Carolla, but then after that, he's going to fight Richard Conn, who is a tall, lightweight, yeah. can box. Uh -huh. It could be a difficult fight for Lomachenko. It's, it, it's, I mean, you let me, I mean, do you, do you really, do you think Mikey can make 135 now? After so that's, that's, that's what I was going to tell you. Like, I don't want to see Mikey down at that weight class because now you're talking about someone that's not only been battered, but now he's going to kind of, Lose that weight. Okay, not that he needs to be at 147. So essentially, you're telling him to go back down two weight classes. Right. And so now he's beaten. And now you're going to, him to go down to 147? Like, I don't know. I mean, 135. Let I, me yeah, man. I'm trying to figure out where his true weight class would be. And to be honest, it might even just be – it might be 140. I think it is 140. I, I really think it is. And it's because <laughs> – here it's the funny part. Remember when? Remember when Kell Brook went up to mm -hmm. middleweight and fought Triple G? Right? He weighed one one fifty nine for that fight. Next fight goes back to one forty seven. Granted, has actually a decent, a pretty good fight against Errol Spence, but ultimately, man, like that, those two fights cracked half of his career in half, man. And you think of Mikey, and look, I, I'm going to say this right now. I think Mikey going to fight Lomachenko now might be better served for Lomachenko, man, because Mikey's probably going to struggle to make weight, and we don't know what kind of Mikey we got, you know? Um, I'm just of the belief that fight never happens, man, and I think Mikey's going to somehow try to campaign at 140. I just don't know who's there. Proigas is, is with this dude with, with Bob. Ramirez is, I think, with Bob. Um I don't know, man. I really don't know. You there, Aldi? Oh, well, my man Charles saying, what, what if the only reason Mikey stood up to the punishment is because of Victor Conte's help? <laughs> yo, yo, you know what's funny? It, it's funny? I don't know why this phone keeps going on mute now, but it's funny because, again, and that, that was a funny line, by the way. How much of that? How much of that? How much? Somebody said, "What is it called again?" Snack. What is it called? Yo, you see them snack, is with, 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 with boo boo, and they're like, "This is snack," and I like to listen. <laughs> listen, it literally takes two minutes before I even watch a clip on YouTube. Now it literally is an infomercial. Yo, but, yeah, and it's not even an ad; it's a part of the videos. It's a part of it, but you know what's funny? That, that everybody was like, "How much does snack help?" Help. Uh, you know, Mikey in that fight. And then the next person said, um, Mikey saw, you know, they said, Mikey saw some of this fight. Yeah, they was like, yeah, he saw that check. That's the only thing he did see. He didn't see anything else but that check because it was nothing he saw with, with, with Earl Spence. But I'm going to tell you, man, again, like, there are no moral victories, man. Like you said it. You said it the best. There's no moral victories, man, and losing like that. And what's unfortunate is, if you go back in time, there was a piece of Roy Jones that was left in that ring 
when he and granted people have their own theories and I loved and adore Roy Jones, but there was a piece of Roy Jones left in that ring when he left from that John Ruiz fight. Yep. I'm telling you, there's something about moving up those weight classes and then and then moving back down. His you lady just, class, yeah. Yeah, you just don't become the same person, man. I'm trying to figure out who did it and moved back down. Henry Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. You're you're right. And I, and I know somebody's going to say. I know I know somebody's going to say, Floyd Mayweather. But let's let's keep it a bean. The Floyd Mayweather for Canelo. Canelo was definitely wasn't the Canelo we know today. Right. Right. And so, we made that point too. Right. No, I mean he did beat him. Let me and let me tell you something. If that same Floyd fought Canelo today, he would still beat Canelo. All right, like I'll I'll be honest with you. If that same Floyd that showed up in that Canelo fight, because you remember that's that's pre-Pacquiao. If he fights Canelo today, he beats Canelo. The, but the point is, is that when you start, when you start, I don't know, man. It's just something about that that weight loss, man. That drastic weight loss that takes a lot out of fighters. They become zombies, man. Like. It just becomes zombies, man. So I'm interested to see what Mikey's going to become. But again, I blame that loss, ironically, on Thurman. I blame it on Porter, Danny Garcia, Ugas. You know, I don't know if you want to consider Broner and Birdo. Those guys are all trying to hang out with Spence because here's those are guys, man, that really should have been fighting him because they're relatively in his neighborhood literally and i've never seen him and maybe you could to remind me man i've never seen a time where it was so blatant that several fighters didn't want to step in the ring with that person because remember at one point spence was like oh he needs a belt all right well he got a belt oh he need to fight on pay-per-view he's already he fought on pay-per-view he fought on pay-per-view before keith thurman you know, who was, <laughs> I, I, you know, who was the flagship, you know, but at this point, man, uh, for, I mean, as it relates to Spence, look, this is what I think is going to happen. I mean, for, for everybody, you know, that, that saw Manny Pacquiao walk in the ring there, shout out to Chuck D, don't worry, or shout out to Flavor Flav, who actually just turned 60 years old <laughs> a few days ago, man, don't believe the hype. That's not going to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. I honestly think, man, you know, I really, we're going to, I think we're, the next fight is going to be the Sean Porter fight. And I think it's because Sean Porter doesn't have a, any kind of wiggle room to say, hey, well, I'm going to fight this guy or that guy. Like at this point, you're kind of being thrusted in there. I feel like Manny Pacquiao getting put in there was solely. To just have Spence and Pacquiao's name kind of attached, even though they won't fight, if that makes any sense. It, it kind of helps Spence's brand in a way where it's like, oh, you're being affiliated with Pacquiao. Though I personally think Pacquiao's going to end up fighting Keith Thurman. Um, yeah, look, th this, this is the thing, man. We, we've been talking about this for months already. There's only one fight we want to see, okay? We're not going to get it, uh, at least yet, but... I think it's the orders is likely going to be Sean Porter, Thurman, and then whatever happens with, with Terrence Crawford. But it's pretty clear now, though, that I think Spence has turned the leaf 
as it relates to the welterweight that is a priority under Premier Boxing Champions or Fox or what have you. So in a weird way now, man, it, it, he's kind of the controlling guy, you know, where Thurman was talking all this stuff as if, like, you, you know, he had this clout. And now he's kind of, like, almost taking that Pacquiao payday knowing you're inevitably going to have to <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I'm, I'm visioning And it's funny because they're both trying to fight Manny Pacquiao. So it's like, I mean, it's so crazy, man. I never want to call another fighter afraid of another fighter because I don't. But I just said, my brother and I was, somebody now, I forget who it was. We were just talking. And I was like, man, Earl Spence just got injured watching that. When he when Earl Spence saw that 11th round, he automatically got injured. He he was like, you know what? I'm injured. I mean, not Earl Spence. When, Earl, when, when Keith Thurman saw that 11th round, he got injured. He got injured watching that fight. You know, and it's a shame because, you know, he was probably like, crap, I got to deal with this. You know, he was he probably just probably retired. So now Porter's sitting there. And he's like, what the freak, man? Like, only person that really wants to fight him is, is, is Crawford. And to be honest, man, I'm telling you, man, I'm at the point, man, where, like, I know Coach, you know, James is saying that he's going to compete and, um, you know, be at that, that weight class, campaign at that weight class. But he's at the point now, man, if you want quality fights, man, he might have to move up. Well, well, the thing is, is like, 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 like his, like Derek James was saying, man, like I think he, he's staying put at welterweight though, because it's just, that's just, that's just where the money's at. At 154, it's, it's just, there's nothing there for him that is going to make for a fight that people are going to like be, oh, because we know what's going to happen in the Sean Porter fight, but it's a unification fight. We know what's going to happen in the Keith Thurman fight, but that's a unification fight. If, you know, however that pans out with him and Manny, but it's just one of these deals. And it's funny, man. Andre Ward brought up a good point. Um, they interviewed him when he, he was making mention about like, uh, you know, the moral, the moral victory or whatever um, that people were tagging to, to, to Mikey. But he made mention about, you know, look, man, there's a fight we want to see is Crawford and Spence. But he made the mention of Leonard and Hearns. You know, Leonard and Hearns, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, this was a year buildup, you know. But back then, both parties were already talking, you know. Listen, you know, we got like one or two fights, and then we're going to fight. You know, let's try to do this. You do your thing on your end. We'll do on our end. And, and the idea was, you know, and he was saying, he's like, you know, that's really not happening here because you got, you guys have your agenda here. Bob's whatever agenda he has for Bud. So to your point, man, like, I don't know when that fight ever happens. I think the, the, the timeline for Spence, and this is me, by the fall of 2020, man, I really, really think he's going to be eking out, like the fully, fully eking out of welterweight, you know? And if they don't come together and at least figure out a timeline, like, you know, not to fight next, but, like, build a dialogue, that's going to be another Lomachenko-Garcia situation that just gets wasted. And, you know, and, and, and we're, and, you know, us as the fans, and we're kind of left out like, well, there goes another one down the toilet. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. I, I just, remember they said, what? The reason why Michael Jackson um, and Prince never did a song was creative differences. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm telling you, it's probably going to be the same thing with a lot of these fighters and a lot of these and a lot of these big fights we want to see, man. And I'm telling you, man, it's just the more we wait, it's getting worse for Spence and it's actually getting worse for Crawford. It's getting worse for Crawford because it's getting worse for Crawford, I'd say, man. Because yeah, the it's getting worse. Yeah, it's uh, getting, yeah, the options, you know. It, and it's getting worse for Spence, to be honest, because. He's twenty nine. He, you know, he's going to be thirty soon. That's and, true. And at the end of the day, what's going to wind up happening to Earl Spence is he's going to be in a situation where he's going to gain weight. You know, it's inevitable. He's going to gain weight soon. That that weight class is in the form. So I'm telling you, the time is not on either one of their sides, man. So. We just gotta go and just and just see, man. Hopefully they make this fight soon, man. But I digress, man. I think we had a great weekend. I think that, you know, I, I just don't want to see no more fights like that. You know, I, I don't want to see any more fight nights like that. You know, no more imaginary fights. No more stuff where you take Manny Pacquiao and you fight him against Muhammad Ali. I, I don't want to see that crap no more. Like just. Take fight night, you know, turn the fight night game off and let's just have fights with people in the same division, two champions, and let's compete for the belt. No WDBC diamond, like all that stuff. Like, let's not make it a fanfare situation. Let's make it a realistic situation, man, because like I said, it's not only hurting the fans, but it really hurts people like like Mikey, man, like Mikey is not going to be the same fighter, man. I really do like Mikey's fight game. He's not going to be the same fighter. Yeah, that, that's the thing we got to find out, man. I mean, I'm I'm on the tip, man, that he he took a beating, man. Um, I don't know. I, I, just, I, just, I don't know what his future is. I, I really don't know as it relates to what other big fight he can, he can land in, you know, because it wasn't – I mean, again, he fought a welterweight, but it was like it wasn't it wasn't even close. You know what I'm saying? So it's like part of even though he went up in weight, part of his mystique might have eh, might have dipped. But again, we have to see how he looks. You know, that's going to be the big question uh, leading into his next fight. But I think that's about it, man. Um, we don't have much going on. Lead, I mean, obviously, next month we got uh, Danny and Granados. Um, April's kind of. Uh, I mean, Lamont Peterson's fighting too, um, but everything's leading up to Canelo, Danny Jacobs. Uh, and, and look, for, for whatever it's worth, man, uh, you know, whatever we get after that's related to Triple G now being on the zone. We haven't even heard who he's fighting in June, but I think the plan, they want to run that back sooner than later. We'll see what happens. But I don't know, man. Um they, you know, so far we're almost done with the the first half of the year, and a lot of it's been comprised of the PVC cards that have been kind of, you know, up and down. But I, I, I think uh, after Danny Jacobs or Canelo and Danny Jacobs, it's the fall. We're kind of like, you know, we really don't know what's on the horizon. Could be a good or bad thing, but. Um, we'll have to see, man. Um, you know, we're, you know, we'll be back. Uh, I, there's some fights this weekend, but not a lot going on. So, you know, obviously stay tuned, but, um, uh, it's pretty much RLD. You want to wrap up with anything? Nah, we, 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 we good, man. It's just, you know, hopefully, hopefully, man, we can get in a situation, man, where we could just see bigger, better, or the same type of fights, man, with just 
you know, disrespect to Mikey, but like, you know, where people ain't got to move up four different weight classes, two different weight classes to to fight, you know, this guy, man. Somebody needs to fight Earl Spence. That's the bottom line, you know. Danny Porter. I'm not talking about uh, Crawford at this point. Danny Porter, because those fights can happen. Yugis, you know, he don't even calling out um, uh, Earl Spence. One of those guys needs to fight Earl Spence and fight him soon. Uh, Timer's saying, do you think it's a bad idea for Joshua to fight three weeks after Canelo as far as ticket sales and things as such? I don't know because um, the fights are in two different places. Like one's in Vegas, one's in New York. So I think they're, they're really trying to attack the, the New York market. So I don't nah, – I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's really going to be an issue. But um, – yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, we'll be back soon. Like again, like we, there's there's fights coming up, but you know we we kind of we're sporadic around here. But you know we're obviously hitting you off with the content. Uh, appreciate all the follows on Facebook, man. And you know we're we're doing these shows as consistent as possible. So we appreciate all the feedback and the chats popping. You know, shout out to Timer TV, uh, Charles Twenty Eight, uh, my man Juan that was on, my man Flo. What up? He was on earlier, man. So you know we're back, man. We're here, my man. Uh, my, hold on, uh, my man Eric as well. He's he's on the he's on the Facebook Kid Gloves two one one two. So yeah, man, we're here, man. We're here. Um, it's pretty much it. Follow us at Gardner Boxing on Instagram, Facebook.com slash GYG Boxing, and we'll be back, man. So let us know in the comments, man. Uh, what you thought of the fight? Uh, what should both guys do? Uh, we all you you, you know we all know who we want to see Spence fight, but you know. That ain't going to be happening anytime soon. So till next time, I am out of here. Our diggity, Coltrane. Peace.